Oh, Bretto. What's up, MP? Damo just called. Yeah? He thinks there's going to be 100,000 people at the Wellness Summit. Oh, again? He thinks we're bigger than Michael Jackson, the Rolling Stones, and the Beatles all put together. Damien Christoph has gone completely mad. Did you know he's made eight tons of forage? What? <laughs> and now he wants you and I to help him get rid of it. Oh, Damo. So, look, being the good friends that we are, we've asked him. You've been forced. Well, we've kind of twisted his arm to make him literally give his forage away to 100 lucky Wellness Summit attendees. So if you're ready to enrol for our signature two days of inspiration, education and empowerment and entertainment. What do you mean, MP? Well, Australian Idol winner Wes Carr makes his Wellness Summit debut this year, Bretto. Wes Carr, you'll be guilty. So if you're ready to be entertained, head on over to thewellnesssummit.com and get four value bags of forage muesli or one bag each of paleo, muesli, bircher and porridge when you register. Now, all you need to do is register for this two-for-one special, bring a buddy, bring a friend, bring a family member or a colleague and then choose your forage selection, four muesli or four assorted and get four bags per attendee. That's eight bags per double pass. That's almost 250 bucks of forage for free when you register for the Wellness Summit on August 25-26 at the Collingwood Town Hall in Melbourne. That's 150 serves of breakfast. Almost six months of breakfast just for registering for the Wellness Summit. Well, it's first in best dressed. These 100 tickets are only available until June 18 or until sold out. All the details of this special offer, all the topics, featured speakers and more are over at thewellnesssummit.com. Thanks for making eight tons of forage, Damo. It's time to be the queen of your stress. With the queen of stress, Dr. M. Hey there, BQS listeners, and welcome to our 39th episode. I'm Dr. M, and this podcast is designed to help inspire change in how you see, manage, and use your stress. So you can be the queen of your stress, not your stress being the queen over you. In today's episode, I'm not sure if excited is the right word, but uh, I am excited to be discussing the next signs and signals uh, of how well your body is adapting to stress and what sort of things you can be doing to actually reduce reduce the stress that they cause on us and also make change so they stop happening again. And the reason why I say I'm not sure if I'm excited is because they're two of the signs that really have affected me in the past, uh, affect me less now. However, I know when my body is not firing at 100% because these two will rear their little ugly heads again, so to speak. So over the last series of uh, episodes, BQS listeners, we've been discussing the various aspects of the eight ball quiz. Now, if you haven't taken the eight ball quiz yet, you certainly can do that at www.thequeenofstress.com. It's a free quiz where it gives you a score out of 80 and it can really give you a strong baseline as to where you are right now and what, what level of stress you have under you in terms of the external stresses on you. Uh, and um, how well your body is, in a better way of putting it, actually, scrub what I just said, better way of putting it is how well your body is currently adapting to stress. Because the work that I do in my hands-on practice, uh, in my chiropractic practice in Shell Harbour Village, uh, and also in the wellness workshops that I run, the various events that I run and that I speak at, the, the key component to it is that it's teaching our bodies and our brains 
and ourselves how to adapt better to the daily stresses that we have around us all the time because we always have them and there are definitely good and bad stresses. Our bodies just need to be able to adapt to them. So that's a really important thing to understand. So today, and just a quick recap in case you're joining us for the first time today and you've never listened to a BQS uh, episode of Be the Queen of Your Stress episode before and you're thinking, what the hell is this lady talking about? What is this? Who is this Dr. M? What the heck is she talking about? Just a quick recap. The eight things that we measure of how well you're adapting to when it comes to our eight ball quiz is posture is number one. Two is whether you have tight muscles like shoulders and calves, whether you're sensitive to light and sound, which is what we're going to be talking about today, whether you have any digestive issues, whether you're feeling wound up, if you have food sensitivities, low energy or fatigue issues, or if you have any chronic illnesses. They're the eight key areas that we measure to give us an indication. Obviously, this is not an exhaustive list. There are others, uh, but it gives us an indication of whether or not your body is adapting well to the stresses and strains that you have on you every single day, whether that's physical, chemical or emotional. So very important to understand that. Today, I wanted to actually spend some time talking about light and sound sensitivity because it's a doozy and uh, particularly both of them. In the past, and, and those of you who've listened to earlier episodes, you've heard me tell stories about how in the past my body has not adapted well to stress at all. And it's part of the inspiration of the Queen of Stress movement and also be the Queen of Stress podcast. In the past, if I had walked into a room first thing in the morning and the television was on, and it might have been on at the exact same volume that it had been on the night before when I was watching it. So it was at a volume that I needed to hear it at is it would feel like in the past, in the mornings, it would feel like it had been turned up four or five times the level. It would feel like the noise was gnawing into my brain and it would feel like, we talked about being wound up a couple of episodes ago, it would feel like my shoulders would go from a semi-relaxed position to up around my ears. That actual noise and the background noise would bother me terribly and it would make me agitated and wound up. And I'd have to ask my family to turn down the television. Even to the point in the mornings in, in the past is if my family or sometimes even clients it would even feed over to when I was getting to the practice is that sometimes people could be speaking to me at quite a normal level uh, and I would feel like they were yelling at me and I'd actually have to ask them to speak more quietly. So that's what I mean by sound sensitivity. You know, some of you will be so sensitive that any background noise will potentially wind you up if your body's really not adapting well to stress currently. When it comes to light sensitivity, this is a doozy as well, and we may, we'll see how we go today, we may have to break this up into two different uh, episodes, but light sensitivity is that moment where, you know, if you're walking outside in an overcast day, you feel like you still need to have your sunglasses because you're blinking constantly at, at that bright light, but or you're walking into a room with LED lights and, and you, you get headachey very quickly, or it might even be just normal lights that are bothering you, and that's obviously a more extreme version of that. I want to focus on light sensitivity for a moment and, and just discuss blue wave and red wavelength lights. I discuss this at length in our Stress Less Live More workshop, which you can also, you can download that on our Queen of Stress website as well. Uh, and the Stress Less Live More workshop is an hour and a half. It's a 90 minute workshop where we go deeper into um, how our body adapts or doesn't adapt to stress. And then also the tools and uh tricks, if you like, of how you can manage your time and energy better. So it's a really powerful uh, workshop that can make massive change if you start implementing. 
but I digress for a moment. One of the things that we discuss in the Stress Less Workshop is actually blue wavelength, wavelength light and the impact it can have onto our neurology or onto our nervous system, particularly at night time. So at night time, one of the things that we want to start doing is actually allowing our bodies to get used to the idea that the sun's gone down, the moon's come up, it's starting to get dark, our bodies are starting to get ready for sleep. Our lighting and the light that we have around us from that time on is actually becomes quite important to allow melatonin to start producing within our body, which allows us to sleep better and to get into a deeper sleep. And you might be wondering, well, where the hell is this blue wavelength light? It's basically in anything that is backlit. So what do I mean by that? I mean your phone, I mean your iPad, potentially your Kindle, depending on what settings you've got it on, televisions, laptops, anything that has a screen that is lit up has blue wavelength light. Now, there's been studies out of Harvard that have shown that some blue wavelength light during the day is not a bad thing, but coming into the evening, it's shown that it's really disrupting people's sleep patterns, which then disrupts their healing patterns and has a long-term impact as well as a short-term poor quality sleep. So some things that you can be doing to minimize the effect of blue wavelength light uh, on particularly of an evening is some crazy things that I'm going to be suggesting right now. They're really out there, folks, uh, but it's being really mindful of your screen time of an evening. This is super, super important for kids, super, super important for kids, but really, really important for you as well because it's easy for us to look after our kids, make sure they're doing the right things, and then as we're sitting on our phones two centimetres away from our face. So things to be avoiding straight before you go to bed is sitting in bed scrolling through your phone in a dark room sitting in bed scrolling through your iPad and uh, social media, even reading off your iPad if it's on normal light uh, can have an impact. Now, there are some some, uh, functions on your iPad, on your iPhone, and the equivalent on Android on iPhones and iPads called Nightshade where at night and uh, your phone, you can set it that your phone automatically becomes duller so it's not so bright of an evening can be a really good first step uh, in changing that. Because I understand right now is, as I said to some of you, is that uh, perhaps put your phones down at night. Some of you went into the DTs and already started shaking and thinking, but I might miss out on a post on Facebook, Dr. M, uh, or might miss out on something else, or I read off my iPad before I go to bed. One of my other suggestions to you would be, and uh, some of you might think this is controversial, personally, I prefer old school books. If you're a reader before you go to bed is actually reading an old school book with pages, is far better for you than reading it off a device. couple of reasons. One is obviously a book is not backlit. Uh, two is you're actually going to have the lights on uh, in your room, which is also a good idea. So rather than it being directly into your eyes, is it's, it's a more um, ambient light, if you like. Uh, and that can be a really good tip if you are a reader and you still want to read at nighttime, you don't want to take that away. Totally get that. I quite like reading at nighttime too. So minimizing your time on your phone at night is the big step. The second step is if you can't, like if that's actually sent you into some sort of stress response in itself, is make sure you're at least dulling the screen. The third thing is, is if you're a reader, is to actually read an old school book versus on some sort of device. And then the fourth thing that you can be doing is there are glasses you can now get that have a tinting on them, either a red tinting, we stock them in the practice, a red tinting that actually helps disperse that blue, blue wave light before it hits your eyes and helps it become a red wavelength light, which is actually soothing to our nervous system. 
or there are other ones now, I think it's Baxter Blues that have um, fashion versions of it that actually help help uh, decrease the amount of blue wavelength light that's actually getting to your eyes. So that's another option if you actually you just can't avoid being on screens, uh, particularly in the evening, is I'd certainly suggest using those sorts of glasses that, again, decrease that blue wavelength light coming into your eyes. Now, we are definitely going to need to break this up into two different sections. So that we're going to focus just on light today, and then next week we'll talk a bit, bit more about sound and what impact it has on us and how you can make change. But very simply, in case you're like, I can't wait till next week, Dr. M, one of the simple things to do is make sure you're engaging your family in both of these aspects. You'll hear me talking about this all the time is if there's something that's creating more stress in your world, it's really important that you're engaging your family, your partner, your kids in what you might need help with in reducing. So for example, my family, particularly when my body wasn't adapting to stress, knew that I needed sort of a little bit quieter in the house first thing in the morning. So if I asked nicely if they could turn the television down, they would turn the television down because they knew the reason why versus me yelling from across the kitchen if they could do that. I hope that makes sense. So same with lights as well, because if you've got a a partner that likes to have the room brightly lit, like you're walking into a supermarket and you're struggling to sleep, it's really important you have a conversation about why you might need to change the lighting uh, that you have going on in your home of an evening. Because again, we use a lot of lamps in our house and we have dimmers on our in our light switches. So as it's getting uh, darker and the night is uh, getting later into the evening is in certain rooms, certainly in the room that I sit in, is I tend to just have a lamp on. Uh, my other half tends to have to do some work on her computer of an evening, so she'll be sitting in a different space with a, a different light on. Uh, but again, it's just important to have that awareness around that lighting. So BQS listeners, your action step this week is if light and sound is an issue for you, but particularly light this week, let's focus on light. And even if you don't think it's an issue for you, it's still important to do is number one, grab your phones, your iPads. Uh, it does make laptop screens look a bit funny, but there is a version for laptop screens too, Is and switch your nightshade on uh, or the Android equivalent and set it so it starts to the brightness of your screen starts to change as it gets darker. You'll still be able to sc- see your screen beautifully because as it gets darker, obviously your screen appears brighter anyway. Uh, the reason why it needs to be so bright during the day is, again, so you can see it in daylight. So the, your big action step this week, it's super simple, put nightshade onto your phone. The second action step is being aware of how much you're using your phone, how close it is to your face. And if you are using your phone, it's a tip I think I left out earlier. If you are using your phone at nighttime, uh, have some other lights on. So it's not just the blue wavelength light from the phone hitting you in the face. I hope that makes sense. So remember, your action step is nightshade onto your phone. If you are on your phone at night, make sure you've got other lights on. And the other thing that can be very helpful, as I mentioned earlier, is getting some glasses that actually help block some of that blue wavelength light. You're still going to be able to see through them. Uh, One of the things I struggle with with those glasses is because I actually wear prescription glasses, um, I'm yet to find something that works for me, but I will keep you posted. So BQS listeners, before we finish off today, my top five this week is music and being high rotation, really anything by Jess Lynn. I'm really enjoying her stuff. It's happy. It's it's upbeat, something you can dance, sing along to. So really been enjoying listening to that. Book of this week, I'm still motoring through Dr. Joe Dispenza's Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. The irony of what I am about to say is not lost on me. Part of the reason why I'm taking my time reading this book is in the past, my old self 
would race through a book. I can read quite quickly, but I don't necessarily take in all the detail. Uh, I will know the, the, I will have enjoyed the story. I'll have enjoyed the book. I'll have enjoyed the information, but I might not have great recall on all of the information in it. I hope that makes sense. So what I'm things that I'm doing is trying to, and doing, not trying, is slowing down how I'm actually reading this book and really digesting each um, each chapter, each component that I'm reading, which I'm really enjoying. De-stress this week, I uh, went and had a massage with the awesome Mel from Body FX Massage uh, and Health. Um, she's located in our practice. She's amazing. So that was my de-stress this week. Quote, don't look back. You're not going that way. I'm not sure who wrote it, but I like it. So um, I, let's call it from the famous author Anon. And thought of this week is taking little steps of change creates amazing change over time. Some of you will be thinking that, oh, God, me just changing my phone setting, is it really going to make a difference? Like, really? Come on now. But you'd be amazed if you start making small changes across various aspects of your life, how they can culminate together and create amazing momentum and big change over time. And in 12 months' time, you'll look back and go, I don't even recognize that person that used to be me uh, because I've made all these small changes. What a lot of people do is they send themselves into such overwhelm so quickly because they want to make this massive change straight away versus just making little little achievable changes. So BQS listeners, that's it for today. Looking forward to catching you next week. Bye for now. Well, that's it for today's podcast, BQS listeners. Thanks again for joining us. Remember, if you would like to subscribe, make sure you hit subscribe on iTunes. And if you want to stay in touch, check out our Facebook page, The Queen of Stress, or on our Insta, The Queen of Stress. For more information and show notes, be sure to go to thequeenofstress.com to continue our journey together. Hope you have a fabulous week and I'll catch you next time. This year, the Wellness Summit returns. For those of you on your own health journey, you know that a lot of times it's two steps forward, one step back, and you think you're doing well, and then something else pops up. It's like um, always, you're always learning. It's just a, it's not something that just happens overnight and suddenly you're well. If I actually had been so wrong about this really important thing in my life, what else was I wrong about? And it got me down this, uh, this place of questioning all the concepts that I had. And then I came to one question, which was, who am I beyond concept? When I was a little kid, I really always had trouble with food intolerances. I realized that there was a lot to be said for the way you eat. You come to the same place that I came to, and it's a place of complete freedom. Joe Witten and Fuad Kassab feature at the 2018 Wellness Summit. Bigger and better than ever. Tickets on sale Friday, May 4 at thewellnesssummit.com. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.